Hey, 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 and guess what? It is Friday. And guess what happens on Fridays? You got it, guys. It is Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. And guess what we've got lined up for you tonight? Well, Firstly, make sure that you subscribe, Terry Messenger's Genius Zone. And do you know anyone who may like to tap into their own supernatural powers of their spiritual gifts? Do you know anyone at all that could utilize the ability to change the trajectory of their lives perhaps through self-mastery meditation. Well, if you've answered yes to any one of these questions, we have got a very powerful journey coming up. So we are about to meet a young lady named Valeria. Now, Valeria was actually named by her clients. Now that's really saying something. She was once the energy healer, and then she was actually quoted as the quantum energy healer because she moved her clients so fast at the speed of light. Now, in her own journey, you're gonna hear how she's just gone from being an administrator, in fact, at a stock market firm, and spent 15 years as an art teacher. Now you can't get any more practical than this, you guys. And then all of a sudden, she hit crisis. She lost two people in her life, and this took her on a personal journey where she met with her higher self. She discovered that she had a human spirit that could tap in and be able to channel, channel you guys, the answers that she needed that would literally set her free to going forward. Now, I'm not sure what it is about every single person that I bring onto the show that has this personal crisis where they literally hit the wall and then they make a decision. But what has actually happened here is after the death of Valeria's mother and finding out that her husband had been doing the dirty behind her back, she completely uprooted her life. And she went on a journey that catapulted her into the art of becoming a quantum energy healer. Sound a bit woo-woo? Well, let's face it. This lady comes from a very practical background. So maybe you can find out how your woo-woo can completely change the trajectory of your life. And maybe you don't have to hit rock bottom before finding out. But as she shares, she's gonna share some gold nuggets with you that is going to help you to have resources to master your destiny. 
So I can't wait to actually bring her on. So let's hear the drum roll. Let's go on a journey into the spiritual kingdom and find out how you can discover your spiritual gifts and literally change your life. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. And tell me, where are you right now? I am in Pennsylvania in the US. Ooh, Pennsylvania. You know, I had a, a boy that I knew in school in grade seven and he always wrote stories about Pennsylvania, Transylvania, and it was always about wolves and kind <laughs> of like dusky, misty nights and it was almost spooky. Is it true? Like what is it like over in, in your side of the world? Um, no, I mean, maybe not. Pennsylvania is pretty big. I'm close to Philadelphia area. And so it's like more city-like. I haven't seen any werewolves except for my dog. Maybe. <laughs> well, you know, out of the mouth of a 12-year-old boy, this is obviously Amazing. what he, he had constructed in his own mind. So, you know, we're about to go on a really interesting journey and I love the way that you have allowed your spiritual journey as a quantum healer to be really guided by spirit rather than the, the brain and the head. Mm -hmm. And you even got the name gifted to you by your own clients. Can you tell us why your clients called you the quantum healer? My clients started calling me a quantum healer because energy healer because the results they were receiving were so quickly, so fast, and so transformative. And you know, I was just calling myself an energy healer, and they were like, "No, you're a quantum energy healer." I didn't know what it meant. I had to look it up. Um, but yeah, that's that was given to me by my clients. So I, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So, you know, when, you know, you think of the quantum and the energy healing, so obviously you would have called yourself an energy healer. Mm -hmm. And we're going to find out um, in this episode exactly how you discovered your greatest spiritual gifts. And I am sure that if there are people out there that are really hungry to know their own spiritual gifts and to understand how to really, um, you know, throw out all of the overthinking and the overwhelm and start really tapping into your own spirituality for your own intuition, your yeah. healing and all the things you're going to love this episode. So, you know, when you first discovered that you were an energy healer before you were obviously nicknamed by your clients and then that generated the official name mm -hmm. how did you know that you had you were an energy healer um well I had this feeling or knowing that I could help people with my hands and I had friends that would call me and say, hey, I have a headache. Can you help me? And I would be like, yeah. And he was on the phone. And I would like place my hand, my hand on my head. I would start feeling the headache. 
and they will start not feeling the headache. So I was kind of like transferring energy to me. And then I would mm -hmm. know somehow to get rid of that headache from my body and release it. And then they would say, thank you. And I would be okay. And then I would negate it. That would be like, that didn't happen. You know, like that was just play. Like, so I didn't, I did this for years, like with different people in, I don't know why they would ask me to do it. I wasn't talking that I could do it. They just, I don't know. It was just like a feeling and I would do it. Mm. And wow. This was this happened for years before I actually believed that I was doing something because <laughs> I always would say, oh, well, that was my friend or they just said that or they're playing with me. So I didn't trust what was happening, which is incredible now to me. Like, wow, mm. like, that's a lot of time. So you had you had a gift that you didn't trust for a long time. So what do you think that a person that's listening to this, because, I mean, a lot of us do have, you know, gifts, and I know, you know, dating back to when I first found out what my own personal strengths and things were, it's almost like I either shut them out mm -hmm. or I put them to the side. I kind of almost fobbed them off like it wasn't really important or relevant. Um, and yet, you know, when I think back to my own journey as well, I can see how many of my gifts, like even with sales and healing and creating, uh, you know, content with world-class modalities, all come from clues that I had as a child. Mm -hmm. But, you know, obviously on your journey, because you were an art teacher for 15 years yes. and you were also a receptionist of a stock market company. So <laughs> this is quite vastly <laughs> um, different to suddenly changing courses. And, you know, the typical story here is that you kind of hit the wall before that actually happened. So I guess let's begin with your journey mm -hmm. of, you know, where you were a receptionist at a stock market firm and then maybe even a art teacher and then um, what happened where your, I guess you got married and then obviously there was a tragedy that happened to someone very close to you. Do you want to talk us through that? Sure. So um, I was working uh, as a receptionist in New York City and uh, my mom got diagnosed with uh, breast cancer and she started going... Um, through that really quickly so like we lost her within a year and a half and at the same time I was getting married and I got married and then I lost my mother and then I had this deep depression I felt like no one there was no one to speak to and um my husband was very distant and I pretty much caught him um chatting with someone on online and that was it he just disappeared like he literally disappeared wow. And so he was actually he he was actually flirting. He was yeah he was flirting with somebody that he was having a relationship already um, while I was going through all this. And so when that happened, I discovered that he uh, disappeared and he would not face me. So I went mm. through uh, three months, about three months of like depression, trying to figure out what happened. Like I didn't know what happened because he wasn't speaking. 
um, and doubting and feeling bad for myself. And it was a pretty dark part. I mean, I was already depressed from the loss of my mother. So yeah. <laughs> this was like yeah. huge. Are you still um, depressed? Are you still depressed today? Because, I mean, that was a long time ago now. Have you managed to kind of like work through that and change, change a little bit of the perspective? They say that time is the healer. Um, but have you been able to... Uh, I guess, heal yourself um, through that, what had happened between with your husband, you know, obviously playing up at a time when you were absolutely in grief. That's a, that's a really huge one. Um, have you been able to let go of that? Absolutely. Um, what happened is I was coming upon our one, my first year anniversary and I had this moment of decision and I was like, okay, I can continue my life like this, feeling sorry for myself, not doing anything, feeling depressed, or I can choose to do something different. And so I chose to take myself on vacation uh, during that week that was going to be my first year anniversary. I booked a trip to Italy solo because um, I did not want my friends to feel sorry for me, to come check on me during that one year anniversary time. I just wanted to be out of there and do something I liked. So I left and I took a trip to Italy. And when I was there, I had huge shifts um, in, my, in my relationship and in the realization that this was okay for me to let go. Because we mm, know we have so, so that yeah, so just going back a little bit here, just going back a little bit. So when you actually did decide that you were gonna go from you know New York City uh, in your job to Italy, did you know that you were going to completely uproot yourself when you first made that decision? Absolutely not. I, it was just a vacation. I was just going for, I mean, I had a house. I was married. I had like a job. I had all these things. So I went over and I had, can I tell you about like some things that happened over there? Please. What? Yeah, okay. that's what it's all about. So I went up the, the Spanish steps. There was a church there and there was a wedding going on. And so I went to the back and there was a little niche. And in that niche, there happened to be a Spanish uh, priest. And I didn't speak fluent Italian, but I do speak fluent Spanish. So I met this guy, this priest from uh, Spain, and I tell him my story, what happened. And he listens and he says, you need to go and get your marriage annulled. And this coming from a priest in Italy, yeah. I was like, what? So it felt like release. It felt like I had been holding myself accountable for something that I grew up believing as a, you know, I grew up Catholic that, you know, you, you're married until death does your part. And now married, yes. Right. And then the priest is telling me, get it a novel. So it's like, it's like God is saying, let it go and it's okay. And so that was like a huge shift and release from my chest, like a weight coming off, like, wow, this is incredible. And then I had another huge shift, which, um, I went to Venice and I went into this little chapel, another <laughs> chapel, and I sat there and I closed my eyes and I heard my mother's voice speak to me, clear as day, 
we had a conversation, a telepathic conversation. I had tears coming down my eyes. I was just in this bubble with her. And then I didn't want to open my eyes because I kind of knew if I open my eyes, I'm going to lose the transmission. Uh, so, um, but then, you know, that happened. I opened my eyes. I see people like tourists walking by staring at me. But I was so you you'd never had you'd never had any kind of inkling prior to this moment. Mm -hmm. Like it's so interesting that you go to Italy almost like you know your guardian angel had directed you from mm -hmm. a place in a space of where you were stuck in the rut. And in that moment, number one, you get a permission slip to annul your marriage okay. after being locked up and probably in turmoil about the value system that you were probably raised with as a Catholic from the sound okay. of it. So it sounds like you really were able to, like, be given that, like, that big tick of okay and of course then with your mother you know going in and listening and hearing an audio voice yes. of your mum speaking so so powerful that you didn't even want to open your eyes <laughs> despite the fact you were in a kind of a setting where people are walking around but you obviously didn't want to lose that transmission had you never had any kind of channeling or transmission like this before no, I hadn't. And it was so clear and so perfect. Like I and the greatest thing is that there was no I wasn't trying. I didn't go to Italy to get a permission slip. I didn't go there to hear it, right? I just went because I wanted to do something for me, something that will bring me joy instead of sitting in my house feeling sorry for myself. So that was the big shift. And I think yeah, I'm I'm just I'm hearing that actually. So for the listeners here, um, I what I'm hearing here, Valeria, is that whilst you had two major landmark events that occurred to you that can really just put people into a depressive spin for so long, what I'm hearing is that you you gave yourself an ultimatum, like you kind of said to yourself, well, I can either stay stuck mm -hmm. in this dark space of deep depression or I can actually choose to do something else. And, you know, isn't it interesting when we do have these conversations with ourselves, quite often it's the questions that we ask ourselves where we always get given an answer, even if we don't know it ourselves, right at that moment? Absolutely. And we don't know this, right? But, I mean, it, it happens that way, right? It's like, what else can I do? Or what else is possible, right? Just ask. You don't, you're not looking for the answer. The answer is given to you, right? Mm. Um, and that's what I said to myself. Like, well, I was like, I can stay here and I can feel sorry for myself for more months because it's already been like almost three months or I can do something that's different. So that yeah. changed my trajectory completely. I fell in mm. love with Italy. I decided to move there. Um, so I came back to New York and um, I put my house up for sale. I visited a lawyer and I applied for divorce, me, not him. Um, yep. And I sold everything. And by the end of September, this was, this was 
beginning of May that I had come back from Italy, um, I was living in Italy. Wow, that's huge. So you just kind of like uprooted yourself, made the decision, got a divorce, quit your job, did all these things. So I'm going to have to ask you this because I know that a lot of our listeners uh, quite often they're in transitional stages where they they're either stuck in their life and they don't know they're in a transition or they just think that they're going to stay stuck forever mm -hmm. or they may be at the crossroads where they actually um, need to make some kind of a decision and then as you would know as a healer you know when we're making a decision we can say well I can stay stuck like your story mm -hmm. and be in this kind of dark place forevermore. Victim mode. Or I can choose to go this way. But see, for a lot of people, and I do know this for a fact because I'm speaking to people every day, mm -hmm. a lot of them will be marred and blocked by the the actual voice in the back of their head that will tell them like your value system about marriage and you know not really feeling like it was the right thing to do until you were given that permission slip but for them they'll be held by security or they'll be held by the fear of failure what do you feel was the I guess the light bulb for you that you you just decided I'm going to do this because I mean let's face it it would have been a risk. Oh, it was a total risk, um, and it's interesting because I was just thinking about this, like because I haven't thought about this in a while. Um, I just did something that would bring me joy, so I went to Italy because I thought, what a great beautiful place! I'm an artist. I can look at all the beautiful places. That's why I chose Italy. That was number one. Once I went there, I fell in love with the people and the culture. And I was like, I'm moving here. I didn't have a job. I was an immigrant there, right? So I was like, I didn't have anything to like make money. And it didn't matter. I didn't have a house or anything, right? And that's the thing. When you make a decision on you because it brings you joy, everything falls into place. Wow. So Did you hear yeah. that, guys? Did you hear that? Let's just let that gold drop for a moment. When you make a decision that is based on your joy, yes, because, you know, even when people are frightened that they're going to lose money or they're going to lose friends or they're going to lose some kind of, you know, value that they perceive that they have, quite often... They say that the only risks that really exist is the risks that you don't know, not the ones that you're thinking about, but the ones you don't know about. Mm -hmm. So interestingly enough, by you saying what is going to be what brings me joy, because even when people are looking at money, the only reason they want money is not so that they can, you know, have a whole pile of money piled up um, so they can sit in it and smell it all day, mm -hmm. but it's for the actual value that it gives them. Yes. So I guess I just want to ask our listeners something. If you are in a space where you have to make a decision or you know that you require to make some kind of a decision to make a change. 
even if it is what you perceive to be where you are going to stay secure, do you feel that that is going to bring you the feeling that you want around security? Like is that security and that joy going to be effective to you if you stay where you are? So I just wanted to to go there. So, okay, so what happened after that? So there you were, you were in Italy. Did you have to come back to New York City to pack up and do all the things? No, and this is what I'm talking about. I came, the second week of May, I filed for divorce. My divorce was granted by July. I put the house up for sale. My house sold at the beginning of August. I sold my furniture, everything. And wow. yeah, and everything happened. Everything just happened. And I just had that goal. I'm moving to Italy. And so like when the realtor was like, hey, you know, your house has asbestos. I didn't know that. Like panic. Oh no, what am I going to do? Like that was like three seconds. Okay, let me look, you know, online what, you know, somebody who takes care of asbestos. I find a company call. Oh, you can be there on Wednesday? Really? Okay, yes, let's do it. And it was like that. It was like everything was flowing. Everything was fast. And I had a friend um, uh, that I work with and she said, um, I have never seen someone in New York move that much stuff so fast. Like sell a house. <laughs> I was going to say, it's unbelievable. It was, it was, but it was because I had a goal. That's what I'm doing, and I didn't care of the how. Like, I, no, not that I didn't care. I didn't worry about the how. I didn't put any. That's another goal. That. that is another gold nugget right there, guys. She didn't worry about the how. So, in other words, when the why is big enough. The how takes care of itself. And you're proven, absolute proven fact that that's the case. Yes. And this is before I did my spiritual awakening. <laughs> this is just. I like, know, right? <laughs> right. So all of this was happening and it was amazing. So then I moved and I had to come back to the States every three months because they only give you a three month visit. <laughs> right. Um, and I rented an apartment as if I was a local. So it was like something like $200 a month. It was like unbelievable. Like I had the view to the beach. Like I could never get that in New York. (laughs) So I had, I spent very little money while living there. Like, Mm. you know, and I I was there for about a year. um, And then I came back. So, it almost yeah. reminds me of, of, of us Aussies and even of people um, around the mm-hmm. world that go and live in Bali um, because Bali, especially where a lot of the coaches go um, specifically because, you know, if they're on that spiritual journey, they mm-hmm. tend to go up where the rainforest, the jungle and the air is just got a frequency of its own. It's like a facilitator of its own mm-hmm. and it you know the, the the cost of living and the ability to be able to to live the kind of lifestyle and even in the quality of luxury like you were saying you were able to look at the water where for that same value you'd never be able to do that in New York City you know or probably Correct. not there anyway so I can really hear how your program has really evolved from you know your life and you know typically like terry messenger's genius zone 
your genius zone where it's almost like it sounds like you did have a gift growing up where you were able to channel people and if they had a headache feel into it and 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 really help them to release it and I feel, do you feel that if somebody's listening to this and they have got either physical pain or emotional pain, mm-hmm. if you were able to listen to your younger self that's just kind of operating from the spiritual gift, do you feel it's more about kind of holding space for the pain first rather than running away from it? Yeah. Absolutely. I feel that it's, um, so first of all, we all have gifts. We're all born with them. We just forget about them or we turn them down, right? Um, But it's about holding space so the other person can remember who they are and how they're connected. And once that happens, then they're able to release that. Does Mm. that make sense? It does. Yeah, because yeah. we're all we're all connected to the divine. We're all part of the divine. And we just forget that. And when we forget, that's where all the hurt and the and the pain and the chaos comes, is because we believe that we're separate from that beautiful light, that beautiful divine um that exists. Uh, I see, yeah. Now that's <laughs> more gold. <laughs> um okay, so what I'm interpreting, and please just correct me if I'm wrong here, uh-huh. Valeria, is that um, when a person is holding pain, whether it be in their body or whether it be emotionally or spiritually, uh, they're obviously a little bit disconnected by the sounds of it. Yep. And not really and and in that disconnection they're they're not really remembering to the coming back to the absolute remembrance of their higher self as to who they are as being united to the entire planet is that kind of like what you mean yes absolutely and as a matter of fact when i first started doing energy healings in my business like purposely not just like denying myself um what i was doing i was i would guide people through a meditation and to a breath meditation and hold that breath that energy and i would tell them you know we're raising your frequency with each breath we're raising your frequency and you're feeling light and in this space there is no pain there is no worry there is nothing that there's no disease and this, the, the longer you remain in this high frequency, the more you can release whatever's hurting you, right? Your pains, your physical pains, your mental pain, your energetic uh, disturbances. Uh, and so that's what I was doing. And I was just calling in my guys and holding that frequency high. And then everybody would go like, oh, I feel so good. I feel so light. And, you know, they would feel relaxed, like whatever tensions would just go away. And I was saying this from the very beginning, no idea where I got it from. It was just, you know, channels like a knowing that I had. Um, Yeah. Right. And that's exactly what it is. Because when you're in that state, raising your frequency, you are closer to who you truly are. You're closer to the divine. You're closer to pure love. And in that state, none of this um, 
pain, disease, illness exists. So your body's wow. able to release it and um, you're able to heal yourself. Amazing. So almost like darkness can't exist in light. Absolutely. And when you are calling in the light and ascending them to that next level, you're kind of getting them to rise to each different layer of frequency and channel a higher frequency until it dissolves uh, their pain. What do you do? Here's a question for you. Mm -hmm. If you've got someone who is so, so badly caught stuck in either their in their mental anguish where they're paralyzed and you know how people get busy and they can't meditate or they can't stay still or they can't okay. stop thinking um, or they're in so much pain that they can't even think. What what is, you know, can you take us through that process? Give us a little glimpse. Yes, so it has to be their decision. That's number one. They have to want to have that change. They have to ask for the healing to happen, right? Because I can see people and say, I can help you. And if they're not ready to receive, all of my energy is just going to go right past it and it's not going to do anything. The person has to make the decision. So, and I can relate to that because when I started down my spiritual journey, my mentor said to me, you need to meditate every day for like half an hour. And I was like, I don't have time for that. I have a baby, <laughs> I work, you know, That's like fine. I don't have time. And, you know, she kept saying, and I kept saying, I can't. And she's like, you're going to have to make time if you want to change. And I did. And so that's what happened. I had to make that decision of, okay, I'm going to make this much time for me where I'm going to do the work. So that's the first thing is them making that decision of I'm going to try it because everything else that I'm doing is not working or because I am completely tired of feeling this tired. Does that make sense? Yeah. So that is the oh. first thing. Mm. So I always ask people who ask me like they want to work with me. I ask them questions first because I want to make sure that they're ready to actually do the work. And then if they're ready and I can feel through the frequency of their voice, then I can, uh, then I take them on as, as my client, then I can help them because they're open to actually doing it. So that's the first thing. Yeah. So basically what you're doing, yeah, very much, very okay. much answers with such um, specificity, actually. Um, so the first thing is to really ask that person, do I have permission um, to take you through this process? And do you find that with the permission, you generally can ask beyond them to their superconscious and tune in that way? Uh, yes, well, that's that's how the work happens because when a person, like you mentioned before, I want somebody who's like in real, a lot of darkness or a lot of pain and they don't have the time or they're just neg negating everything, then I have to connect with their higher self in order to speak to the higher self and do the healing through that and then it immerses into the, the body, the human body, the, the three-dimensional mm. heaviness, right? So that's how mm. it starts, but they have to ask. And they have to want it, right? Mm. They have to believe. They have to believe that it's going to help. Yeah, I can't yeah. tell you people I try to help 
when I first started my business because I knew I could, but they weren't ready. And they would say like, yeah, okay. But they're really not, they weren't them asking. They were saying okay to me because I had offer and like very little changes to to them because it's not something they actually wanted. They were just being nice. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. And, and I was going to actually say that before mm -hmm. because, you know, it's okay for us to say yes, but uh -huh. then the subconscious to go, yeah, talk to the hand, you know, <laughs> because right. I ain't doing this. So I, I feel that it is a really powerful process um, to be able to go beyond the conscious logic and go into the subconscious to get that agreement because I think also to that understanding that the only reason the person's in pain anyway, whether it be physically, emotionally or spiritually, is there is a higher purpose. There is always a higher purpose. Do you believe that though? A hundred percent. If somebody asked me, would you have wanted to go through everything that you went through in your life? Absolutely. Because everything that happens doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Right. Mm -hmm. And so there's the huge shift of like, you know, and somebody who's going through a terrible time right now, they're saying, what do you mean for me? This is like, this is happening for me. But mm -hmm. you get to find out later you get to find out when you allow yourself to go through it right yes on the have... other side and and some of us are just terribly stubborn right we just we, we maybe we feel like we don't give up that easy or whatever but mm -hmm. can't you understand the universe is clearly wanting to tell you something and you are as deaf as doornails you're not listening and so we're just going to throw you up against the wall until you get to the point where you say if this shit you know i ain't doing this anymore i'm heading in that direction i am very yeah. proud of myself okay i'm a taurus and let me tell you that my guys gave me 101 uh signs that the person i married back then was that was not the right person i had mm -hmm. sign after sign after sign after sign can you but give I, me an instance? Like, can you give me an example? Like, what sort of signs did you have? Um, okay, like um, bachelor party. After the bachelor party, I find I find pictures of you know my soon to be groom um, in positions and things that were not exactly something a bride would want to find. But what did right. I do? I took them and I threw them away because if I throw them away, they, they don't exist. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I get um, that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Another thing, like um, before he proposed to me, um, he, he came to my house and then the next day we were going somewhere and then he proposed when we weren't. And I asked him, he had asked my father for my hand and he hadn't. And I was like, what? He was in my house. Like, why would, like, why would oh my he? Gosh. Like stuff like that. Right. But it was like mm. so many, so many. And I was really stubborn. I was like, nope, that's the guy I'm going to marry. That's gonna... It was like that. It was like, it doesn't matter what you're going to throw at me. Nope. And then, like I told you, because like, we, we went for, we went out for like eight years. And then we got married and the marriage itself lasted eight months. 
Well, <laughs> eight years to eight months. Well, that's that's something yeah. else. And yet, you know, even though all the signs were there, mm -hmm. uh, it was like the next wave for you was that, well, you were meant to marry him to go through the hell that you went through so that you could have your back pushed up against the wall and that was also played a significant part in the next chapter of your life. Would you agree with that? Yes, 100%. So most people go through some type of huge thing that happened to them and that's how they shift into their awakening, their own spirituality, their knowing or their gifts come back or they become aware. They, they go through that. But what I'm teaching now is you don't have to go through that. You can avoid that and you can just get in touch with yourself and not have to do that. It also it served a purpose, right? It served a purpose for us to like, okay, here's the kick in your butt so that you can uh, get moving into the right path that you were that you decided to come yes. to this earth to do. But now we yes. don't have to do that anymore. So. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay, we're just going to take a break. Okay. So if you have been enjoying this session. I want to ask you a huge favor. I would like you to subscribe to this channel and even share it. Maybe there is someone out there that requires to really tap into their own spiritual gift. Maybe that person is you. So sit back, enjoy the rest of this show, and remember, hit the subscribe button button. This is just such an exciting conversation and I guess the next part that I want to kind of venture on now with you as we've kind of really gone through this path of your journey and, and, and really exhibited to our listeners how your zone of genius has come from your biggest pain and that's what this show is really all about. And so so all these most daunting experiences that you've actually had in your life um, now lead to all the people that you're helping. So in your program, one of the things you say is that people might come to you typically feeling lost, uh, depressed, uh, maybe just feeling like they just don't know where to go or, or really feeling like their life is pointless. And you say that the very first element to really help a person to rise in in their motivation, in their inspiration and in their, you know, zest for life is to find their purpose. Can you talk me around uh, you know, why it's so important for people to, you know, really discover their purpose and how you've actually been able to navigate that with your clients. Yes. So when we feel like we're not doing enough or we're not important enough or we're not contributing enough um, to the world, or right, we feel like, what is this all about, right? We get to go into this um working every day and then going taking care of the kids or the house or whatever and then the next day is the same thing and like what is the purpose of this why am i doing this right and then this is where a lot of people get stuck and they start getting depressed and, and all of that well 
the purpose of everybody is to have joy. That's the purpose. It's just to to be present and to find joy in everything you do. That's the purpose. But people think or believe that maybe my purpose is to be X, Y, Z, right? A teacher or a nurse or, or I don't know, get a Nobel Prize or whatever it is that they, they, they have been conditioned to believe that is this other thing outside of them. The purpose really is to find the joy within. And so what we do, what I do in my, uh, in my, in my programs is to help them heal first, so remove a lot of the, the stuck trauma or the darkness, that's the dark energy that's within them. And that is just the feeling low, the feeling of I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough. And then we fill the bodies with light, right? So every time you remove something, it has to be replaced with something else. So we replace it with light. And the lighter that the people become, then they begin to feel happy and find their joy. And so... They can have the same exact situation. They can have the same work, the same job, the same husband, the same everything. But now they're able to see the joy in each thing or they see a, a different perspective where instead of feeling like this is terrible or I'm so bored, they're feeling like, oh, isn't that beautiful, right? I'm not talking about mm. abusive relationships, uh, but I'm talking about like the mundane day-to-day -day life, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. In fact, you know, as you're saying that, because I'm thinking, wow, so Valeria says that, you know, it is our, you know, purpose to be living our uh, purpose in life and to have that feeling of joy, which you've really brought up quite a few times, yes. that is very, very important. And then as I was kind of processing that, I was thinking to myself, well, come to think of it right, you've got happiness and you've got joy, but happiness is really superficial, isn't it? It's like it's really just on the surface. It's like something that happens in that immediate moment where it sounds like, uh, when I think of joy, joy is like a, a more, it's not like happy, happy, la, la, but it's kind of like an inner fulfillment, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like finding everything that you're doing, finding something in your day. The more that you find in your day, the happier you will be. The more you laugh, the higher your frequency will go and all of the other things begin to fall. And it sounds so simple, but it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of this, I want to go back a bit just for a moment. Uh -huh. um, so we're talking about, so your client comes in, so, uh, you know, regardless of where they are in their life, the, the problem is probably going to come back to one thing, and that is that they're, they're not experiencing joy. And if they're not experiencing joy, then they're probably not really living according to their purpose. So that really makes a lot of sense. Let's go back to the part about the meditation, because I think there's going to be a lot of people out there, like I know that this does attract a lot of other coaches, healers, leaders um, and people, but a lot of them don't know how to meditate. If I was asking you to give our listeners perhaps a few tips Mm -hmm. on what they can do to meditate daily. Like you were put on the spot by your mentor, told to meditate 30 minutes a day if you really want to shift. Can you tell us, you know, walk us through that a little bit? Okay, yeah, I'm so glad you asked because that is so true and I hear that all the time. And so I do free 
energy healings in my group, uh, in my Facebook group, like once a month. And this is exactly what I teach them. So I teach them to just take a deep breath in through your nose. And then you go up and you hold it for a few seconds. And then you release through your mouth. <sighs> right? Yeah. Now, as they're doing that, I tell them, now I want you to imagine as you're taking your deep breath in that you're bringing air from the bottom of your feet up your legs, all the way up your body until you get to your crown, the top of your head, and you hold it there for a few seconds. And then when you release, you're gonna release through your mouth and you're gonna let everything go out back the same way. So you show it all the way back your body and out through your feet, right? So you're going. Yeah, breath breath is everything, isn't it? Breath is really powerful. Do you yeah. think that that well at what point do you feel the person goes into a meditative state and how okay. do they know when they get into that? Okay. So, while you once you're doing that, then the next thing is to just really visualize the air moving up and down the body and do this for maybe 10, 15, 20 breaths, whatever you're able to do because to get started, right? And then let go. But this is what happens. When you are putting the uh, attention to the air, like you're imagining air coming up your body and then going out, out of your body, right? You're imagining it. You are putting your attention to the moment. So your mind is no longer wondering, I have to do the dishes, the kids, the kids need lunch or um, whatever. You're not thinking of anything else because you're you're forced to put your attention to that. So this is why I teach them to imagine the air going up and down like light. You can imagine it as light. You can give it a color. You know, like I, I explain in more detail when I do this uh, in my group, when I'm teaching it. But while you're doing that, you're breathing up and down, noticing this light or this air moving up and down, then you're in that moment. And then once you're able to like, oh, I can do this. I can do this for a couple of, you know, breaths. Maybe it's a minute. Then I want to do more. Maybe set a timer for five minutes and then just do that for five minutes. When that becomes easy, make a timer for 10 minutes. And then you can work yourself up to uh, 30 minutes so that you can, you know, have more of this, of that time. Because the longer that you get into that place where your mind is no longer wondering and when you're in the in that moment that's when you're connecting wow that's so good so you know that's that's how you can really um, explain to someone in layman's terms because what I'm hearing there is that you're getting them into their present self so if their mind is busy by them doing enough of that breath work and then you kind of like utilizing the the soles of the feet and that that whole metaphor of um, it inhaling up through each part of the body rather than thinking of what they're going to have for dinner that night or mm -hmm. Who told them something that upset them that day? They're picturing the the breath and the life force going up through their body, bringing them into the center of actually omnipresence, where they're feeling very centered. And I can see how doing that enough times would actually really, really center them. So, so what a what an amazing a tool. So, guys, make sure you're really practicing these tools because 
what Valeria does is she doesn't just heal her clients and utilize the gifts that God has given her to be able to channel through them, but she's also putting tools into their hands. So it comes back to that saying about, you know, give a man a fish and you'll feed him for the day, show a man how to fish and you'll teach him for life. And it sounds like that's very much what you do. Yes, which yes. is which is absolutely transformative and on that real powerful level. So, you know, you also activate people's spiritual gifts. Now, I can't wait to hear about this one. Have you ever had someone where they may not seem like a person that does have spiritual gifts, not because of anything that's against them, but maybe because they're just a very logical person. Have you ever had anyone like that that's been able to tap into their spiritual gifts? Um, I have. Not completely intellectual because they're not coming to me, right? They don't see they don't they don't see this not type, right? Yeah, yeah but I have had clients that are like very like specific like how does that work and like that type of stuff. Um, and they have been able to really connect and open up and activate their own gifts, which is incredible and amazing to them because mm. they're, they're not expecting it or they don't believe that they can too, right? So a lot of people are like, well, they can do it, but that's not me. Or that worked for them, but it's not going to work for me, right? And so yeah. that's the trust part. But I'm telling you, everybody, everybody has it. And um, it was just this summer that I took some really good time to like, figure out what it is that I had been doing in my business and I realized every single client I have had work with me um during a long period of time like three to six months has activated gifts that they didn't know they had and I used to bring people in when I first started working that were like depressed or lost like you were mentioning before but now I'm also working with other healers and other people who are already using some of their gifts um as a matter of fact I had one um this past uh, couple of months she came in and she said um i have worked with a lot of different healers and and people but none of them have taught me the tools so that i can be empowered and wow that was like a huge shift because she's like and she's like amazing uh shaman and she's you know work she has her own following she's got her own people and she came to me and then different gifts opened up and activated within her while working with me so this is it, it doesn't matter whether you're like brand new like i've never done this before you can activate your gifts or if you are already doing it and and doing things like that like they will amplify and other things will activate within you so you're really helping people to uh, awaken their gift, their inner genius, as I call it, and amplify their intuition so that they can apply it into their own lives and into their business. Yes. Um, can you perhaps give me an example? Like I, I would consider myself extremely spiritual and definitely on that, you know, obviously that's why I speak to people like you because I can understand this work so well. Mm -hmm. How can I, could you give me uh, perhaps an example of how I could, for example, amplify um, one of my gifts? Yes, so you already know what gifts you have and you are activated right and so 
let's say it's your intuition, right? So it's your intuition and you're pretty tapped in and you really know like you can, you, you're guided by your guides. When those uh, gifts get activated, then you are seeing things, perceiving things or becoming aware of things at a much greater level. So for example, let's say like when I work with a, with a client, I can see and, uh, and feel what they need, right? And this is like towards the beginning of when I was working. Now they're talking to me and they'll mention somebody and I can tap into them just by them mentioning them and in relation to them. So it's not like I'm reading minds or anything, but I can tap into how that person's energy affects them so that I can help my client um, heal. So that's one way of amplifying that type of like psychic give or uh, intuition give where you're like, oh, like, um, oh, let's say you have a group of people that you're working with, then you can read the energy of the group to to understand what it is that they need from you. What is it exactly that they're needing right now so that you can help them better, right? So that would be a way to uh, like amplify that. And it could be something else that you have maybe never heard about. For example, I don't know if you've heard about light language. Hmm, I have, yes. Okay. And they call it um, uh, speaking in tongues as well. Yes, yes. Yes. So like something I actually like, speak in tongues, believe it or not. I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I was going to say, you know, this is whenever I get on a call with a coach, healer, leader, and we're very specific about who our avatar is uh -huh. and who we bring on the show, I am always like, yes, the more gifted they are, the more intuitive they are, I'm like, yes, because I trust their decision. And I know they're going to know pretty quickly. They're not going to be like one of these people that, oh, I have to think about it and they're overthinking it all and, um, yeah, they outthink themselves and then they end up making the decision that's completely not aligned with um, their sole purpose. So I, I do love the fact that of this and also I want to tone in or tune in to something else you said too because it's something that I don't understand very well um, and that is that you actually can read people by their voice frequency yes so I didn't know this either like you know I'm just like you guys you know you tune into you do the work and you get you know you start opening up to your gifts because you're doing the work and the work is finding joy doing meditation right and having somebody to help you and, and validate you. So I started hearing people and feeling what it is that they actually needed. So you can say, you know, when you say call somebody and everybody, everybody is going to be able to relate to this. When you say, oh, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. But you know they're mm. not fine, right? How do you know they're not fine? So some people know because they can feel the energy. Some people can read the aura or the energy around. They can see the colors. And um, and, and I can hear it in the voice. A lot of us can hear in the voice. Right. Right? right. It's like, yes. yeah, fine. Yeah, no, I'm fine. Right? Like, which, which way is it that is actually the genuine one, right? And so I can hear in the frequency when people are, are speaking what they're actually saying and a lot of times it doesn't match the words that they're using to express themselves, right? It's, wow. yeah. So, uh, but that's something that I realized too, like after, just like when I was doing the the energy healing and my clients started saying, you're a quantum energy healer. I was like, oh, okay. It's kind of like that, right? 
So it's like I'm yeah. doing the work, I'm doing the work, and I'm like, oh wait a second, I think I'm receiving this through frequency, right? So, um, what I do now is like I trust. That's the thing. It's like because wow. trust, because yeah. we all have things, and you've all your audience has all experienced something in their life, and the only reason that they think or may believe that they don't have as much or they can't do it is because they don't trust just like me yeah. when I was doubting myself and saying yeah that didn't happen or they were just playing or they're just saying that as opposed to trusting that what I was doing was actually something yeah that's right I think that there's a huge lack of trust in oneself and and this is where it comes back to sometimes letting all the monkey mind go and this is why sometimes it's good just to take yourself away if you are a logical person who is thinking 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 so much it's it's a very good way to take yourself out of the environment where you have been nursing and rehearsing all the issues Issues and literally put yourself into a completely renewed environment so that you can open yourself up to kind of resetting yourself and coming back into the space of intuition. What do you reckon? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, mm. Yeah, because what happens is that we get lost in all the thoughts, right? And and oh i know what i wanted to say when you were talking about we have so much uh issues with trust it's the conditioning right so all kids babies are born you know connected already and then what happens yeah. right you have a little kid says oh i see somebody there it's probably grandma or grandpa who's passed and the parents going no there's no one there so the kids right. going i see it the adult who's teaching them says there's no one now well, who do I trust? And this is why yeah. a lot of the work that I do goes back to the child to heal that right. child. Wherever oh, that's exactly. Yes. Okay. So, because that's what you do when people come into your program, you're moving through their their purpose and bringing them back to their inner joy, but then helping them to kind of understand where a lot of their pain and beliefs and narratives come from. So you actually take them back, do you, to their inner childhood where maybe they formed, you know, those trust where they didn't trust their first instincts because maybe they were closed down by a parent you know mm -hmm. not like very well meaningfully like sometimes mm -hmm. the things that we we grow up with um that come from our parents of you know family of origin it's not that they were deliberately trying to stuff up our lives yes. um but it's because it's just the way we interpreted the way they interpreted and quite some of the time them putting their beliefs and their values onto us so mm -hmm. I, t I take it you spend a lot of time in that realm of dealing and healing the childhood issues Yes, so we do a lot of that. We go back, like, you know, somebody will say something about, oh, I have, let's say, um, issues with trusting men or the opposite sex. And, okay, what did, when was the first time you felt that, right? Oh, was it in high school? Okay, can we go back, right? Like, back when? I wasn't dating when I was a child. Well, maybe it was something when you couldn't trust your father. Maybe, maybe father left. 
maybe father left mom. And then that child got that, that feeling and idea and thought and belief that can't trust men, right? And it happened, mm -hmm. the inception happened there. Sometimes it happens in the womb. Sometimes the, it, um, it gets embedded in the energy from the mother if the mother has some type of trauma while she hasn't, you know, had the baby yet. So sometimes, and you're like, how can you do that? How can you go back there? Like, how can I know what happened when I was in the womb? But that's, that's what the spiritual work is. Yeah, that's very powerful because it goes beyond what we know. So before we actually wrap up, you know, I know mm -hmm. that there's so much here. I could have this conversation with you all day. And your program is really taking people on this quantum spiritual journey into you know self-discovery healing and also setting free the old triggers and then giving them and imparting to them which is amazing because most people pay thousands and thousands of dollars to learn a certification or a a resource because it's one thing to get healed and then it's another thing to learn it but you actually include that mm -hmm. in your work with them where you know they can have the ability to have these beautiful resources to kind of switch off those old triggers those old narratives and and really be able to um, handle their life and tune in to their spiritual gift and their intuition which is just so amazing so if i was going to say to you because there's just so much in your program and what we're going to say is we're going to put all the links here okay. so mm -hmm. people can please jump on the link if you are wanting to work with valeria because this is an incredible journey through to wisdom back to the remembrance of who you are you know regardless of where you are feeling held captive in your life but if there was something that you didn't say today that maybe you would have loved to have said on this show so somebody out there that's listening can hear what do you feel you would love to say? Oh, I would love to say that no matter how alone you might feel or how depressed or how, like, there's no hope out there, you're not alone. And you are able and capable of coming out of anything because you are a beautiful divine being of light. You really are. And you are so powerful and so amazing and so incredible. And all you need is to trust trust yourself and believe believe that you are this beautiful light there's no one there's no one who's not able to tune into that you are the light this is why you're here so that you can shine through that's what i like to say <laughs> my goodness that was just amazing and i'm just looking at you and i'm just seeing this you know the the, the quantum healer that you are you've just got that very magical mystical gifted aura and look about you so for those who can't see this beautiful <laughs> lady she is absolutely stunning Valeria I just want to thank you so very much for bringing your gift to this show and I would like to say wrap up by saying guys if you haven't subscribed make sure you do and if you have a friend that really needs to hear this make sure you share with them 
Thank you, Valeria. Thank you so much. Okay, so would you like to know how to take the next step? The next step is you may want to bring your legacy onto my show. And by the way, if you haven't subscribed to my show, make sure you do and tell it to your friends because we are always bringing some ingenious content every single week. But if you are ready to go really, really deep with your zone of genius, you can contact me so we can absolutely go through all of those teachings and trainings and high energy frequencies and put you right here on the red carpet where you can really expound your most powerful message. So how can you do that? You can reach me by my website or find the link in this chat. You can also go to my bio on social media and you will find me. And you can even find the podcast launching pad in my bio to click in to an appointment so you can come on this show and you will get all backstage grooming. You will get backstage. You will be in a vortex where we will actually harness you in creating your message and your magic and your zone of genius and taking you through this beautiful formula and launching your service, your legacy on this show. And everybody watching is going to know, everybody listening, should I say, is going to know that you are getting the best of the best in their field. So keep watching, keep sharing, keep playing. And remember, if you are looking for a powerful transformation to live your legacy life, I am just a click away. So go ahead and click in and I look forward to seeing you on the next program. See you soon.